What's up, Unusuals? Jim Martin here from the Unusual Buddha podcast and theunusualbuddha.com. Here to talk to you for a second about Anchor. Uh, it's the service I use to make this very podcast. Uh, first and foremost, it's free. Secondly, they give you tools you can actually record and edit your podcast either from your phone or from a computer. Uh, Anchor also helps with distribution of your podcast. Uh, they can get you on Apple and Spotify, all those. Uh, you can start making money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need all in one place. So check them out. It's anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to see what you create. What's up, Unusuals? Jim here from theunusualbuddha.com. I led my very first meditation class on Saturday and uh, put together a little something for you. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Maybe leave a comment. Let me know what you thought. Appreciate you checking it out. All right, guys. Enjoy. Uh, a little bit about me. Uh, I've been married for 15 years, kind of a 15 years. Uh, I'm a father of three, soon to be four. And um, I've been meditating for about 10 years now, and I've been doing writing and things for uh, about seven years now. So I uh, started on Facebook, then blogging, then podcasts and vlogging. And so it's it's expanded to this big thing. So uh, hopefully it's uh, something you guys will dig and uh, maybe you guys could check out online. Uh, like I said, this is mainly about bringing it to regular people. This I feel like the average attempt is to make it so distant, to make it seem like, uh, you know, yes, you're, you're trying to reach something uh, a heightened state of awareness, but it doesn't have to be far from you. You know what I mean? Like to me, it makes sense to, uh, to find these things in the mundane. Uh, if you can find something inspiring in your day-to-day life, then, you know, you, you've won, I think. Um, let's see here again. I, yeah, I wrote the script, so <laughs> try not to stay on it, but, uh, trying to keep a direction going. So, um, mainly what I want to discuss for today is, um, I would like to go into um, a little bit of Q and A at the end, so we can all stretch our legs out. But uh, I would like to have uh, kind of like a this meditation one hundred and one, not to insult anyone, but uh, to kind of give uh, a starting level, so that uh, we all kind of have a basic uh, understanding, and then uh, we can move on from from there and do the the cool stuff. No, nobody's doing any flips, I promise. So um, uh, let's see here. So let's see here. so let's talk about what is. Meditation. Uh, one of the best descriptions I've ever heard of it, um, I, I really feel like it makes a lot of sense, is it's a very intimate interaction with the present moment. Um, I feel like we spend a lot of time, as, as people, me, me too, uh, we spend a lot of time on autopilot, basically coasting through, um, going through the motions. We rarely take time to you know, smell those roses, to enjoy that coffee, to really experience what's going on. Um, and that's, to me, that's one of the, the foundational points of meditation is to really feel out the moment. Um, it's something that, uh, that is, is calming and centering and, uh, can definitely, uh, through, I I would never sit here and tell you that meditation is going to cure anything because in my mind, that's not what it's for. It's not for that purpose. Uh, but you can have the happy side effects of better sleep and those kind of things. But, um, you know, you're not going to balance a checkbook better. You're not going to fly. You're not going to, none of those things are going to happen. Um, if we're talking about meditation historically, um, the first that I can find, the first uh, recorded instance of it, or at least that we have uh, evidence of, 
uh, dates back about 10,000 BC. The Indus, Indus River Valley people, uh, they have some carvings and paintings uh, representing people sitting, you know, like most of us are now, uh, meditating. And this is uh, the style we're going to go into today is, is one of the oldest running traditions. Um, there is no uh, religious test for this. There is no um, minimums here. Nobody's, you know, nobody's trying to convert you to anything or make you uncomfortable. This is just for you to um, get comfortable in the present moment. That's that's really all this is. So this isn't about uh, conversion or changing you or taking you to somewhere different. Uh, it's literally about being more you than you were when you came. Um, so, uh, like I said, uh, some more things you can look forward to uh, for meditation. Again, meditation is not going to cure anything, but it, there are some happy coincidences that come with a, a regular practice. Uh, better sleep, uh, better mood control, um, being able to quiet the mental chatter. And I don't know about you guys, for me, that's a big one. It's a, there's always that voice inside. Sometimes it is a negative voice, uh, inside uh, dialogue like we talked about, um, but it's always going. And, and that's something that, uh, that meditation can help you break that cycle of, uh, is to just, you know, you come back to your, whatever your point of focus is and you just stay there. Uh, and rather than going down all these alleys that, you know, you're, you're kind of following your mind and where it goes. Um, and as far as, uh, let's see here. I feel like I'm going way too fast. Uh, right. <laughs> um, All right, and as far as uh, how we go about it, uh, there's there's a lot of ways. There's probably as many ways to meditate as there are people who come to it. Uh, you can sit in, you know, most of us are sitting in floors. If you're having, you know, if you're at work or you're in a place where you can't really, you know, pop a lotus on the floor like this, you can easily do it in a chair. Uh, generally, I choose like a straight back chair. Those chairs are actually perfect. Um, something where sitting against a wall like that. Um, something so you don't. I, I, I know if I find myself. Uh, Sitting in a chair that's not straight back, I will nod off a little bit. And if you do, that's fine. That's, that's, nobody's going to get mad or anything. Um, generally speaking, you'll hear stuff like uh, uh, in the lotus position, people talk about uh, there's full lotus, quarter lotus, and half lotus. Full lotus, I'm not even going to attempt. Uh, full lotus is uh, foot on the opposite thigh. That's uh, a lot of times you'll see like the really intense yogis are doing this. If you have the hip structure for it, power to you, but it's not necessary. It's not a requirement to do that. Um, half would be, uh, with one, one foot on the opposite thigh. And even that's painful for me. Uh, or you can do like, the, like this is how I usually do it. And this is usually called the quarter Lotus. So it's just ish you're close. So, uh, no need to, like I said, no need to sit in any kind of pain. Um, that's again, not the point, you know, you are, you're going to have a lot of intense, um, or you could have a lot of intense, moments while you're meditating, but, uh, there's no need to sit through excruciating pain or anything like that. Uh, that being said, I do like to, uh, as, as rudimentarily as it sounds, uh, I do like to stretch a little bit. So when I get in this position, I usually lean kind of to my knees just to, just to loosen up my back a little bit. Um, if you get to the point where you start sitting for 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, uh, you're really going to appreciate taking a minute to kind of lean into the stretch, uh, but do it at your own comfort level or however you feel best. Um, it is also, uh, very possible to do standing meditation and walking meditation. And, you know, those are, are somewhat self-explanatory and we can go into those things. Uh, generally speaking, 
walking meditation is done more with a mindfulness practice because you're you're feeling your way through a movement, and mindfulness is more of a uh, mobile-based practice. So um, generally, you would feel like uh, what you'd break down your walk, your steps, you know, lifting, pushing, setting, um, and walk yourself through that uh, little by little. So um, today, like I said, we're going to be sitting and we're going to do uh, what is called uh, serenity meditation. If you want to get fancy and look up the Sanskrit word, anapanyasati is the, is the word, which is mindfulness of the breath. Um, like I said, this is not particularly a mindfulness practice. That's a different, I guess, genre, if you want to call it that. But uh, this is mainly for the idea of serenity, for coming back to the present moment, obviously focusing on breath. So uh, when we breathe, uh, we all kind of tend to feel it somewhere. If you center on that sensation, some people feel it in the tip of their nose, some people feel it in their magnificent mustache, some people feel it. Um, some people actually focus on their diaphragm. Wherever you feel it, whatever's most prominent to you. Um, and that's where you're going to go and that's where you're going to stay. Uh, so uh, you can even, if you want to at first, kind of exaggerate your breath a little bit to, to kind of get you in tune with it, but it's best to breathe naturally uh, because you're going to be here for a minute. So um, let's see... Uh, another point I wanted to make is uh, eyes. People tend to debate eyes open, eyes closed. If you want to have your eyes half open, totally fine. You would just rest your gaze kind of naturally down your nose and to the floor just in front of you. Uh, that helps a lot for if you're a little bit tired. Also, there are there are other positions you can sit on on the floor if you're you know this is this is the I guess stereotypical kind. There is the uh, zazen style where you would actually crouch over a pillow. Like this, if that's more comfortable for you, you can do that too. Again, it's it's all about your your hip situation um, and knee pain. Obviously, most of us have some kind of something to deal with in that respect. So, um, you know, don't don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to kind of change it up. Um, like I said, we were talking about eyes. Uh, you can keep them half open or keep them closed, uh, whichever is your preference. Uh, like I said, generally I keep mine half open if it's uh, late nights or early mornings. Uh, excuse me. Generally, that's uh, that works out real well. Uh, also, you can blink. Don't let people fool you. You don't have to be a statue. That's not the point. Um, like I said, you're trying to be more you than you were when you came here. So uh, that's part of kind of getting in touch uh, with with what you're doing. Um, as far as hand hand placement, uh, again, whatever feels natural. You can just rest them naturally. Uh, you can get you know fancy if you want to do mudras, any kind of hand positioning. Generally, that's when you're trying to, uh, I guess, get more specific with your training, and that's kind of more fancier stuff. Um, I, uh, the class that I took was actually in the, uh, uh, it was two years with a teacher in Bealton, the temple in Bealton. I don't know if anyone's familiar with the Theravada temple there. Um, for two years, I studied with uh, the only English-speaking monk there. Uh, he was actually from Kansas. He, they have a rank structure, so he had to uh, move on to finish his training, but. Uh, for two years, he and I meditated uh, together uh, at least once a week, if not twice. And uh, generally speaking, we either you know, kept very calm hands in, your, in our lap or uh, just rest them gently on your knees. Um, try not to, if you're going to set your hands, don't set yourself in a place of tension. Don't slam your thumbs together or, <clears throat> you know, if you're doing, uh, if you want to make the loop, you don't have to be very rigid. Try not to be rigid with it. Um, it should just flow. It should be natural. Uh, and that's, that's kind of what we're after. Um, as far as the mental work, uh, like I said, we're going to stay at 
and come back to our breath. So whether you feel that in the tip of your nose or your upper lip or, uh, you know, some people, uh, like I said, feel it in their diaphragm, uh, wherever you feel it most prominently. Uh, again, if you need to accentuate the breath a little bit to get there, uh, you know, that's fine. But, you know, try to settle into a, a normal breathing rhythm. Uh, just so you don't, one, we don't want to hyperventilate because that's obviously a bad situation. Um, and then also as far as, uh, actually tracing the breath, uh, it's important to stay at the gate wherever the, you, know, you don't want to go too far into your body because then you'll start worrying about aches and pains and you'll feel these things that they're going to happen anyway, but you'll become too body centric if you follow the breath inside. Uh, and again, don't follow the breath too far outside because then you'll weirdly start hearing noises in your house. You never knew were there. So, uh, you, know, you kind of want to stay right at the gateway as the breath comes and goes, you are greeting it as it comes past. So, um, uh, like I said, this would be, uh, considered a serenity meditation. The types that I usually deal in are serenity, insight, mindfulness, um, like a loving kindness. Uh, and then also if I, if I'm on a long drive, I usually do. So there's some chanting involved there. If, if anyone gets, wants to get really spicy, that's usually fun. Uh, people think you're rocking out in the car next to you and you're kind of not. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's mainly it where we are going to stay focused are, uh, two actual phases of meditation, uh, which would be initial application and sustained application. So just like, I'm sure everybody's seen one of these, just like a, a bell initial application, we're going to take our, our mind and we're going to focus on the object, whatever it is. And that's initial application. We're going to bring the mind up, strike the object and try to stay with that reverberation. That's sustained application. Uh, so if you fall off, it's okay. Just bring the mind back up. Once you notice it, strike the object again. And again, it's not to sound violent, but that's, that's the best, uh, alliteration or best, uh, illustration I can give for, uh, what, what we're trying to do. Uh, again, if you fall off or have any, uh, anything else comes to mind, that's okay. Uh, it's like training a puppy. You want, you want to be friends with it after you're done with this. So, uh, just gently bring your mind back to the object and, and continue on. Uh, some people like to count breaths and that's up to you too. If you want to do that, I personally don't, I feel like it makes me too, uh, into the minutia of, of the process and it doesn't help me. So if it helps you, please feel free. Um, let's see here. Make sure I covered all my points way too fast. <laughs> that was four pages. I just burned through. <laughs> Really glad I wrote something here, but, um, yeah. So if, uh, if everybody's ready, uh, I was thinking about, uh, doing about a half hour if everyone's okay with that.